0: Hey, Marvelites, welcome to a special episode of This Week in Marvel. We're talking with Mr. Jerry Duggan. Hi, Jerry. Who is this? How did you get this number? This is Esteban Penagos. And, (laughs) uh, you know, I don't think I have anyone in my family named Esteban. I don't know. I don't know why that name was what came to my head at first. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's uh that's the like a good fletch name too. Like this is my <laughs> Esteban panagos
0: Yeah, I should probably use my father's name, which is Haido, and which is spelled J-A-I-R-O, and every white guy ever has always said, Oh, Gyro? Gyro? Yeah. And I'm like, of mm, Okay, cool. Uh how are you doing?
1: <laughs> I'm well. How about you?
0: I'm <laughs> pretty good. Uh so there's so many things I, obviously I want to talk to you about infinite countdown and and the fun stuff in guardians of the galaxy But first I need to know what video game are you playing right now?
1: Uh, playing some destiny uh, uh, Really digging that uh, my son um, uh, Inherited my old ps4 and so now <laughs> now he uh, If he's good, this is a very good carrot on a stick for all the dads out there of uh, parents out there you know, you can use video games really as the ultimate um, carrot on the stick to really get your kid to do anything. Like wash my car. or There's no games, <laughs> so we're playing. Um, we're playing uh, Destiny. Uh, I have um, a very keen interest in this Friday the Thirteenth game that I hear is out there, right? Because like, mm-hmm. that's really fun. I haven't played that yet. And then uh, uh, we downloaded um, uh, Battlefront uh, because my uh, son begged me. Um. So we we got all that stuff uh, to look forward to. M- mostly on the PS4, but I also have an Xbox, and I've been meaning to try Cuphead, which I, I hear is very difficult. Uh,
0: so I got a I got a, uh, an X, an Xbox One X, and then my friend gave me Cuphead, a friend from Microsoft, and I was like, I guess I'll try it. But were you gonna give me another controller if I break this one out of frustration <laughs> and anger?
1: Yeah, you need a cuphead controller, an unbreakable controller. Uh,
0: yeah, I've heard how hard it is. So, And I haven't really been able to play too much of late, but uh, have you played Horizon Zero Dawn? N-
1: uh, no, uh, my son has it. I don't. I guess I need to get it. Is it great?
0: It is. It was my favorite game of 2017.
1: Okay. All right, well, that clinches it. I'll, I'll get it for sure. The problem is I'm writing too much to really take advantage of any of this stuff. Although, I got to say lego marvel game is fantastic
0: isn't it bill and did, the team
1: did oh. yeah did, did you get a chance to like run through like i mean he showed me he had me to the office uh bill roseman and he, he like showed me the, the the western part like i just fell in love with it like vaguely maybe inspired by 1872 the the secret Wars comic we did but the, that iron man armor the changing the way that that changes and everything gosh that's amazing it's really and, really cool it's this cool thing that you know that I, I can share that with my son. So we we get a kick out of all that stuff.
0: I know it's super fun. Um, all right, so boring work stuff. Talk, yeah. uh, Infinity Countdown. I feel like I have at least some hand in the glory of your run in Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy and Infinity Countdown by suggesting you use the Gardener. Is that true? Yes or yes? Yes. Perfect.
1: Yep. No, it's true. I'll, I'll thank you at the Eisner's, you know, uh, we had, um, at the, at the top when I was, when we were talking about, um, you know, when I, when I knew that Brian was going to be moving on and, and, uh, Jordan was going to be editing the book and we were talking about, Hey, is this something you'd be interested in? And what, what do you think the team might be? And, you know, we looked at the Groot of it all and, and obviously, you know, they're doing their own thing in the cinematic universe. And, uh, you know we just talked about hey wouldn't it be cool if we used a smaller group to like jump off into a horror story and uh it's coming to a climax now in infinity countdown and it's gonna end i think in a cool way that no one's gonna see coming people haven't seen it coming uh you know i think um, you know th- there have been some people who have been pining for a big Groot and i've said all along be careful what you wish for uh and and now i think uh you know i think it's an infinity countdown two we wrap it it might be three but um that that stuff is drawn i mean uh, aaron cooter uh just nailed it um really wonderful uh story about groot and and the guardians and the cosmic uh, elders and um I, I can't wait to see what, what you think
0: yeah no it- I love all that stuff and so you're talking about Groot little Groot and the horror of it all I think it was really cool what you guys did throughout the Guardians of the Galaxy issues you get little touches here and there and then even towards the end of the the Guardians run there was like there was a line someone says like oh Groot you haven't done that recently this is weird (laughs) yeah Uh, I like those touches and it did did have this ominous feeling or I didn't even realize are you a big horror buff
1: I am. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think, um, stealthily, um, my Uncanny Avengers story, uh, that, that, uh, we told was, uh, was a a bit of a horror story, um, between the, the, the man who fell to earth, the, the story of, um, Ultron, uh, sort of returning to earth, wearing Hank Pym's face. Spoilers. Spoilers guys on uncanny uh, or uh, on uh, marvel unlimited but 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 that and and also the inheritance there of the the red skull stuff from from leftover from uh the the writing that rick did on the book you know that was a fun chance to say hey here's something that is you know uh it, it's it's in the trees it's it's horror adjacent certainly but but yeah i grew up reading stephen king and um you know, watching movies that I probably shouldn't have been watching bef- before I was supposed to be watching them, and uh you know, I, I think that carries over. You, you probably don't always see it necessarily in the work, although m- maybe some in the Deadpool uh, world where we 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 do try to torture him a bit.
0: Yeah, well, I I definitely think the Stephen King of it all comes through in in some of the the twisted stuff that that Hank Pym Ultron business. It's just so messed up, and I
1: love yeah. it. It was fun. It was really fun to get to do that.
0: Yeah, I, I, I yeah, the Stephen King thing makes a lot of sense. I just rewatched um, Carpenter's The Thing. On oh, show.
1: how good is that? That's one of the best movies ever.
0: Oh, man. It's so good. It's so well done and smart. Did you
1: see the board game? There's a board game.
0: So, that was what caused us to play the game, uh, to watch the movie on New Year's Day. We had some friends and one of them brought over uh the board game and aside from the 40 minutes it took us to figure out how to get in and start playing it, we sure. put the movie on and it was like the the juxtaposition playing the game and looking over at the movie. Oh man, it's
1: so good. Yeah, it's it's a really a masterpiece. Then yeah. you forget that's a remake, right? I mean, like, when someone argues against remakes, throw the thing in their face.
0: Totally. And, and I th- what was that, like, 30-odd years after the original? I totally. Think some people just, yeah, remember that, yeah, with a little distance and a little perspective and a new tu- some new touches, you can do a lot.
1: Yep. Yeah. So cool.
0: Uh, were there other – so Stephen King, what other horror influences? Like, if, if someone were, like, to get the Jerry Duggan – you know favorites for horror what would you suggest
1: um i don't know if he's horror necessarily but i guess the first name that leapt into my mind is matheson um he uh richard matheson um he there's actually a brand new collection of his short stories out from penguin uh that's really wonderful he wrote i am legend Mm -hmm. if you've never read that it's a novella it's over in 100 pages and it goes by too quickly uh he's a he he everything he wrote i feel like is a masterpiece and he was a guy that was writing twilight zones and um other other tv work and and uh so so that between king and matheson um you know i i read um even it's so funny you know the the stuff i'm doing now on uh for marvel uh you know i i have marvel unlimited uh, another shameless plug i guess Uh, And I I recently went back and reread a lot of the cosmic stuff, um, which I had more or less sort of avoided when I started Guardians because I said, you know what, I want to go my own way here. And now that I got more comfortable, I I just am looking for other threads to pull. And uh, Jim Starlin wrote um, a a horror novel called Among Mad Men. Um, And I I only found out about it because as a kid, I went to a a convention in Manhattan and picked it up off his table. Um, and it's so funny I was rereading Infinity Gauntlet a week and a half ago and I think in like the first three pages Wong asks strange about a book this is before the surfer crashes into the roof what he's reading and he's talking about uh, an outbreak of you know, uh, crazy people and the Catskills and, and no, Starlin was obviously nodding to his own novel in that, which really made me happy. But, um, this is, so that left an impression on me, you know, uh, I probably, my folks wouldn't have wanted me to have picked up a horror novel at the age that I did, but they didn't know because <laughs> I was at a comic con. Uh, I still have it. Jim signed it to me. Um, and, and, uh, you know, even Wrightson, right? Like the, like being able to walk into a comic shop and go, "Oh, what else has this guy done?" and and read Swamp Thing or or uh, Batman: The Cult. Um, you know, the, the, there's all this stuff out there. I I wouldn't call it horror, classic horror, but one of my favorite comics growing up was the Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom graphic novel. Um, you know, and and they go to hell there. That's pretty horrifying.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a uh, and in, you know Mike's art, Mignola's art, is yeah. So it has that dark, moody like classic horror feel without it necessarily having to be a horror thing, which is perfect. Yeah. Um, all right. So now you said you just reread infinity gauntlet. What else did
1: you check back into? Um, you know, uh, some old warlock stuff. Uh, you know, one of the things we have coming up in February is, um, the, our infinity countdown, Adam warlock special. And, uh, it's going to be worth it just for the all reds work alone. Um, you know, they're done now. They wrapped, and uh, boy, is it just uh, an incredible 30 pages that is one part primer. If you're not that familiar with Adam Warlock, here's everything that you need to know. And then um, there are a couple of really big story pieces that move into place for the larger um, story that we're telling in Infinity Countdown. So I I reread a lot of the old um, Warlock stuff. And then, look, stuff that isn't necessarily cosmic, but that I was reading anyway, because I'm reaching for toys in this story that um, are, are not necessarily just what you would call, you know, characters that are from the cosmic family. Um, so, so uh, but I feel like <laughs> some of that stuff I should probably not mention.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Uh, I tried to summarize Adam Warlock in whenever... Um, Guardians 150 came out, which would have been a week or two ago, just because Warlock hasn't been seen a lot in in a couple years. And I I love the character and I it took me like an hour to edit down my own scribblings of what I originally had, because like, oh, yeah, you know, he went to first he was he woke yeah. up he tried to to get it on with sif and then he got beat up by thor and then you know he went into his cocoon he came back high evolutionary man beast the president counter like it just gets insane
1: it gets really crazy in a in a in a fun frenetic way but the but really what how we're positioning him at the moment is to say look here is the ultimate clockwork man He's uh, a product of four scientists. He has four parents, or maybe one parent, if you just say science birthed him. And uh, what we'll come to learn in that um, special is that, uh, you know, he he didn't necessarily have a soul until he encountered the Soul Stone. And, and then, look, he has uh, what we call a dark reflection in that comic. And, you know, we're referring to uh, his, his doppelganger there, um, the magus, but we're also uh, we have another Clockwork Man out in space, uh, a- another uh, child of science that is running amok, who is also another dark reflection of Warlock, and that's Ultron. Um, going back to the story that we started to tell in Uncanny Avengers, and and in that Ultron was knocking over alien. Uh, planets and sort of saying, "Hey, if you have a problem with this, you can go to Earth and take it up with the Avengers." And now that that story is really coming to a boil, we've shown some of that in in the pages of Guardians and in Infinity Countdown. Uh, it will become a you know a big uh, emergency uh, to deal with, and I think the way that we deal with it is actually one of the fu- uh, the the most fun things that I, I've gotten. Past a Marvel editor, <laughs> so we're, we're gonna we're gonna have uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a really neat big story um, you know it, uh, you don't always get to reach for the, the the big toys on the high shelves uh, when you're uh, just the Deadpool guy, but you know now that uh, I, I'm getting um, s- some work in outer space uh it's it's really fun to, cause damage on a planetary, <laughs> on a planetary scale. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I remember Al Ewing what he was doing with like his recent Ultimate Squared book. That's it's so good, and, right? So good, and just like the things he was breaking and putting back together in those pages was so much fun. So I, yeah. I'm glad you get the chance to do that now with the Magus. This is a very important question. Do you yeah. lean towards Afro or Top
1: uh we made sure that um we saw him in 150 and aaron chose the afro Mm. uh but um i think when you see him next he will have uh been to the cosmic barber and uh would dio draws a little bit of him coming up and uh he he looks a little bit different it's fun to be able to you know provide reference to artists and then say but you know p- pick your poison you know uh, the way that i write I, I i write once for the editor and then when the when the art is back um i rewrite it so it, it'll hopefully all make sense but that, that that oh it's inevitably better after our collaborators are done and and so uh you know aaron 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 drew him the way that he wanted and then we'll, we'll see him again slightly differently in, in space sure. uh, in infinity countdown Alpha. And when you
0: say Dio, you mean Mike Diodato.
1: I did. I That's had to. Poor, poor Bendis. I had. He almost had to die for me to get a chance to work with Dio. I <laughs> sent him a get-well card and a thank-you note, all wrapped in one.
0: Oh, we um we just put the There's a uh, Tigra limited series from 2002, which just went on Marvel Unlimited. Recently, is written by Christina Z, but it has early 2000s Dio artwork on it. And I was going through some of the pages because I remembered it a little bit, and I was like, "Man, like 17 years—what are we? 15, 16 years later, yeah. he's gotten like infinitely better, but he was still so friggin' good." There's this fight scene that's mostly in silhouette towards the end of the like third or fourth issue, and I was just like, "What a what a friggin' champ this guy is!"
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's incredible what what a what a pro I mean the the pages it's it's funny it's like the more I know the the crappier an interview I am <laughs> so I, I try not to blurt out spoilers for my story or anyone else's story as we go through this stuff but but the there are and I, I look we're we're gonna be playing with thirty there's a lot of um, really like fun expansive issues coming up that that give um, our artists some room to do some big splashes. and uh, boy, he he just killed it. You know, i was uh, I was running to open email, which is you know, you don't you don't always feel like that,
0: yeah, no, that's super fun. And uh, of course, you've been working with Aaron, Aaron Cooter of late, who is also like I, I he's such a sweetheart, a and b, he's so talented and so so detailed in all the things that he does. that design redesign for Adam Warlock. With like the look of it, I think I said on the show when 150 came out was this is the perfect Adam Warlock cosplay outfit
1: because it it's, totally is right. It's, like yeah, it's so so good,
0: so easy to put together for anybody. You know, like oh, get a cool pair of knee pads and and dress them up a little bit. Get a cool belt and some pouches. You've got a cape. You can just wear all black. Uh, it's such a good look. How many iterations did Aaron go through in the redesign?
1: Aaron is so good that he chose, he, he drew, we told him what we were doing. We said, we have this story to, uh, that was going to involve Warlock, you know, we'd like you to debut him, and, and what, what do you think about um, drawing him? And uh, he, he came up with three drawings, and they were all great. One was such a crazy curveball that you haven't seen it yet, but I think you might. And this one was just clearly the standout. And so we went with that. And then something really interesting happened. Um, it, he told his story in 150. And then when it came time to hand off to Mike Allred, um, Mike, and I, this isn't a spoiler, it's a little detail. <laughs> in Mike's first page, something interesting happens and and warlock uses his power to make one quick adjustment to his chest and that's to put the the bolt back on the chest and all of a sudden i mean you know this is the easiest you know analogy in the world to make but it really was lightning in a bottle yeah. so uh, when you see it it's not just that he's doing his own thing it's that there's a reason that he did it and specifically you see it happen it's so cool and so it was this great sort of handoff between Cooter's design and then this little nod to the past that that Allred brought in. And Allred really got to draw all the iterations of Warlock because, uh, can we spoil the last issue of 150? I mean, like that's- yeah, that's, that's been that's out prior, a couple weeks. That's prior business. Kang sort of, not as responsible, but has sort of hijacked his cocoon at the moment to make sure that he has a meeting with him right away because Uh, Kang has some very important information to relate to Adam Warlock and is hoping he can strike a deal with him. And as they're sort of, the great thing about Kang, we sort of take a a little bit of a quick trip through time. And, you know, this is all stuff that Allred just destroyed, you know the, the the idea that we we see we 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 see the mishap with Sif and we see him getting brained by Thor and then the first cocoon and and so you, you immediately you you know exactly who this character is and and then you're with him in the present and uh, you know I, I I think this could be something that could be around quite a long time now. It just feels like everything that you'd want in a classic update of a costume that doesn't feel like it's forced it just feels classic
0: i i need to get a piece of art of it and then send it to disney consumer products and hasbro and be like
1: hey guys check this yeah, yeah. out because <laughs> yeah.
0: though that's that's like the thing that I love seeing is when you guys on the creating these characters and the desi- these designs and these stories, and then it becomes a tangible, like physical, three D object. I'm like, I'm sitting in our Thor conference room, looking at a statue of uh, of Thor, the Jane Foster version, and uh, there's like Destroyer Thor, all these cool statues. I'm like, these are things that comic creators made, and now I. You know, we could hold it. It's the coolest thing.
1: Uh, it's the neatest thing. The thing that, like, and I know every creator sort of has the thing that they're pining for. I guess I'm also looking for a Scott Koblish sort of uh, Deadpool fun pack that would have <laughs> all of the different flashback Deadpools. Oh, man. You know, I want the 70s Deadpool with the plaid pants and the, the afro on top of the mask. Um, which I, you know, I, I, when I look at the, the movie stuff, you know, the Bob Ross, uh, thing yeah. that they did on the movie stuff. Like I saw that, that, that big chunk of hair on top and it, it made me want to write another seventies comic.
0: <laughs> I, I, uh, you know, I, I think I've talked to you about how much I love Scott's work like he is,
1: yeah he's really the the, the him he, he look he's been with us since the beginning right um, uh, he was our first artist that wasn't tony moore and um you know I, he when we told him we wanted to flashback to demon in a bottle um and then we said look we had so much fun here we're, we're thinking about doing other flashback inventory issues and he shot uh, a quick sketch of about six or seven deadpools one night to Brian, myself, and and Jordan, and we just said, oh, we could write an issue for each one of these sketches. And we more or less sort of did that. You know, the, a lot of the inspiration for that stuff, you know, the 80s Deadpool was like a sketch out of his brain, you know. I, I'm, he's a very funny guy, and I, I'm not sure that he ever really got the proper amount of credit for for the stuff that we were doing on Deadpool.
0: Yeah, he's so good. There's um, the recent issues. There were some scenes in like a subway area. Um, yeah, and did he draw all the graffiti? Like all just? I I, I was
1: looking at. it I was like, this that man. Made, yeah, he, he, he did. It's like a Darrow level. Uh, yes, intricacy. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. That that also you know it's funny you mention that only because when we in this um, era of Deadpool, you know, we've seen Scott do all of those things. You know, he was able to mimic a sixties Kirby look and a Ditko look. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, the one thing that we sort of said was, Hey, let's, this is a dark story. Let's just lean into that and see sort of what your almost neo-noir capabilities are. And, you know, it was this whole other gear that, like, we knew he had that I'm not sure necessarily everyone did, but yeah, that that um, the Cable versus uh, Deadpool arc, you know, really, if any of this stuff resonates into the future, it will be because you know our our, our the art is immortal, and um, he's immortal.
0: And you've also written some pretty good stories. But speaking of artists, I don't want to forget uh, Marcus Toe. Um, yes, Marcus God. has been so good,
1: so good. You know, it's tough. um not everyone has uh, the the ability to um, do action and do uh, and and have wonderful new designs and then also to be able to um, sell a joke. you know, it's yeah. so hard. you know you feel lucky when you get someone that's good at one of those things and then you can play to those strengths. but he's so good and so versatile and was so fast. You know, we, we shipped, we, we double shipped guardians and we were never late. And that was, you know, a credit to the editorial staff, but also really a credit to our artists who budgeted their time and they were working weekends. You know, I would shoot a note on a Saturday night and these guys would get right back to me cause I knew where they'd be. Um, so I, I'm, I hope people liked it. I know David Gabriel, uh, our our sales uh our, our sales um executive was telling jordan how much he, he dug it and so i, I actually want to hit him up for a hardcover of uh of that complete guardians one and and in, in order i i don't know if we'll get it but that, w- <laughs> that would be my dream is to have that on a on a shelf one day to to be able to go from aaron and a lot of our guest artists like fraser irving and Samney and hawthorne did such a good job they all were wonderful and then to to go back to Aaron, and then Marcus would be wonderful. So, yeah, I hope people dig it. It's starting to, I guess, on Marvel Unlimited right now, issue five just dropped. That's the issue we did with um, Samny. So then in two weeks, you'll get another Aaron issue.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, what you're talking about, Marcus, he did a great job of... Because you had the Nova Corps and you had the Guardians and you had a variety of characters, a lot of helmeted characters, aliens, and masked people, which yeah. is is a lot to, to balance. Yeah, yeah. And and it was it was so much fun. I love this arc, especially when you threw in the Raptors. What was the the like? Where do the Raptors come in for you in terms of a storytelling perspective?
1: You know, we needed to, you know. One of the questions was, well, what is happening with the Nova Corps? And it was a blank slate. And so I, I'm a huge fan of the Novas. I wanted to make sure that we had a, a Nova Corps out there. But I, I wanted to make sure that it was not a Nova Corps necessarily that we'd seen before. So this is uh, an upstart group of of Novas. Uh, you know, in, in the current arc, you know, we sort of find that... Um, you know, maybe some of these novas are actually kind of scoundrels, but they're scoundrels that you could count on. And the, you know, they were they, they were up to the task of facing the raptors with little help from the guardians. The raptors are sort of a um, like a offshoot now of the Shaiar Empire. They're they're a little um, like the like a Blackwater here on Earth, where they have their own agenda separate from the Empire. They're out there for dominance. They have um robots that are trapped in another dimension, you know, that's where dark Hawk comes in and, uh, what their goal is, um, you know, with the negabands that, uh, Talenor recovered is to be able to access those robots without the amulets. Um, and that, that would be a real nice emergency to, to do. But the other really neat thing that the Raptors were able to give us was, um, some place to put, um, a former Nova and Robbie Ryder, rich Ryder's brother, um, we uh, told this story where he sort of fell, um, you know, under the influence of the Raptors um, and didn't know his brother was alive and didn't know anyone anyone in the Novacore was left. And you know, they they used some uh, some mind games on him, uh, but he's been a Raptor now for a while. And so now, you know, when those brothers find each other, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, so you know, it's always neat, you know, when you're writing and, and trying to set up these pieces to to play with later that you're looking for context always um you know you want to find you know not just people to fight but uh, people to argue with and people to feel heartbroken with that they're at each other's throats and that was i think the really going back to that ultron thing you know the, the 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 great thing about that is you know ultron now is merged with hank pym and there there's a little bit of a struggle there about hey who is Ultron. Is there anything left of Pym? And the Avengers are now fighting a founding, uh, you know, a, a villain with the founding Avengers face. And so that—that's the goal there with with Talinar and and Rich Rider is to to put a brother versus brother and 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 hope that that'll pay off in a in a story in a fun way later. Yeah. I, I will say they 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 it, it does come up in a in a meaningful way in Infinity Countdown. Uh, during what will be a war for control of the Power Stone.
0: So you have successfully answered my next question by talking about the Riders, because that was something I wanted to know about from a personal standpoint. But I also love that you brought the Rider dynamic in, and I felt like with the Abnett and landing stuff years ago, we got some of that – like. There was, there was grist to that relationship that I, I think long-term readers will find and I love. Um, and then now, then you mentioned the Power Stone. So why is the Power Stone so huge?
1: Well, it's, that's an interesting question. The Power Stone is not a cut gem anymore. And the characters, you know, know this. They are talking about the they don't look the same, they don't behave the same, uh, and they they are not even the same color anymore, and um, you know we'll we'll really start to get into that into you know in the event. But it's clear that these stones are on pretty high shelves. You know, if if uh, we were not meant to hold the power stone, then the power stone would not be as big as it is. Uh, we know from uh, Margie's story uh, in, in Captain Marvel that our universe's reality stone was not in our reality um you know and and i think you might be able to say that of every universe uh, maybe uh it's been knocked over one so uh and and you know the idea was to uh have these stones uh separated and uh with good reason i think uh, the question becomes why are they like that and uh, how how you know, will, will human hands or will alien hands uh, uh, undo sort of the safeties that have been engaged um, remains to be seen. Although I guess you could guess it's probably going to be uh, a pretty dangerous time uh, everywhere in the Marvel Universe. Um, there, there is uh, we, we will reveal where all the stones are in um, the first issue of Infinity Countdown. So and, and they're in some pretty surprising hands, I think, um, in a real fun way. We know where the space stone is. That's that's in Logan's hand. Um
0: <laughs> which is in and of itself a whole like wait. My what? favorite
1: uh, scenes. Yeah, do do you know the character Logan? He's um he's a he... aka Wolverine. He's in the back of the handbook. If if you really you scroll past uh, Windigo, you you'll get there. It's, is it
0: like a big guy? He 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 was uh, like one of the Inhumans, right? Yep,
1: yeah, one of the Inhumans, and he does uh, his sound effect is snack, mm. and he he has uh, the powers of stabbing. Uh,
0: there, I don't know if you if you read Declan and uh, the the old Deadpool, <laughs> yeah. old man Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, are, so good, right? And, and they have the sound effect snucked. Yes <laughs> <laughs> Cracking up with that one uh, Do you know
1: Declan uh, I, We got to collaborate on a, a story Together back in the day De- Declan and I and I was very glad to see him Sort of call back to that in, in The tale that he's writing there But he sent me that first issue and was like You know do, do you have any th- Any tips and I just sort of looked at it and was just angry, you know. I was <laughs> you, now I was like you don't even need me anymore. Like this is infuriating, you know. I, was, I hate this. Don't send me this anymore.
0: <laughs> He's dude is so talented, it's ridiculous. I uh, just
1: want to punch him in the face.
0: <laughs> you know what? We should go around punching everyone whose work we like, just punch him in the face.
1: Yeah, you can't uh, you, you you can't hit him in the hands, right? They still need to get the the comics done.
0: Yeah, eh, you yep. know, we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, all right. So, who is there? Anyone else that we can uh, tease showing up? I, you know, you you do such a great job of bringing in like characters and vibes and things from from really weird places. Anyone else from that we might see in Affinity Countdown?
1: Um. Yes. Uh, you will see. Um. <laughs> You will see uh, cosmic characters that we haven't seen in a while. You will also see some cosmic characters in some uh, spots that we haven't seen them in. And some new villains uh, sort of rising up to prominence in Countdown. Of course, it all leads up to a, a much uh, bigger tale later that actually Kang will name in Infinity Countdown Warlock he he knows what is to come and he has been unable to stop it and so now this is his attempt to change the game in an unexpected way and he's so he's turning to Warlock um, so uh, it's a lot of um, it's a lot of spinning plates it's the biggest story I've tried to tell and it involves some time travel which is never easy but I think we did a good job of managing all of that <laughs> I guess time will only tell but uh, but yeah Infinity Countdown uh you know almost feels like the event in a in a great way even mm-hmm. though it's really just moving the pieces into into position for um the big story that you know spun out of Guardians and we'll find out what it means to be in a universe where the source codes of the universe are sort of available to hands that anyone can grab, you know, and that, that's really the, what the power stones, what the infinity stones are. Um, the soul stone is a little different. The soul stone uh, acts like a hard drive. So it, it um, anything that goes into the soul stone um, can come out. Uh, but what Gamora has found in our story is that she feels like a piece of her Piece of her soul has been scraped off and is trapped and stuck behind, and uh, so she's acting um, in in a way that um, you know is not selfish, but she's she's got she's looking out for herself now, and of course, really the big um, question mark is how will Thanos factor into all of this? You know, the the stones are back. We don't quite know why. The stones are different. We don't quite know why. But one thing is for sure. You know he's going to be reaching for them. Um, You know I I don't know that you'll see necessarily a a gauntlet with stones on it because I I don't really want to play the hits. This is a different kind of Infinity Stone story Um, because really they are just MacGuffins, right? Like they're they're what is it? What are these? What will this story reveal about these characters? That's really the thing that we're interested in. And I think um, I couldn't be more pleased with this sort of stuff uh, that. CB's letting us get away with so uh, it'll it'll be a fun year um, you know it feels like I'm being shot out of a cannon now <laughs> I'm in the hot seat the next room at the retreat so uh, I, I'm gonna uh, do my best uh, to, to to defend the work uh, against all the writers but, but, but we've got a great uh, room uh, you know and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what everyone thinks about uh, Infinity Countdown when you get a chance to read it next month
0: Heck yeah. I wanted to make a joke about an infinity cod piece instead of an infinity gauntlet.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it was, you know, it, it, it's, it's a huge, huge opener. That's a big opener to walk in with the, with the stones just wrapped around your junk. I mean, it's and like, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Thanos. It's going to be Thanos. And by the way, then you're sort of, even if you had a plan to grab them, you might go, I, I want to rethink this plan a little bit. I
0: mean, there's a giant purple hog there. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I, and I love the computer metaphors with the Infinity Stones. I've never heard that before. It, but it makes so much sense, and it's so
1: easy to grasp. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad you dig it. You know, I'm, I'm, we're toying with um, some big cosmic ideas, um, and the fun thing that we're going to add is uh, how these stones might be used uh, in conjunction with another that we haven't seen, um, and and the the hands that are on the stones. Are gonna uh, be some hands that you have not seen ever um reach for them so um if nothing else uh it will sure look pretty uh, <laughs> and 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 you'll 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 thrill as uh new characters are getting a chance to uh to, to play at the big table um for some very very high stakes uh, I, i'm super excited uh I am glad for everyone that enjoyed Guardians. I'm sorry it had to go away for now but I don't have the bandwidth to to write it anymore and uh you know the the this stories and the characters that I was asking for sort of necessitated that um you know we 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 move into the stone era of of my Marvel work and uh you know uh I you know let let me know holler at me next month. I see uh, I I try to read and reply to as many tweets and messages and Tumblr nonsenses as I can. Um, you know, everyone has a different wish. I see the Philovel people. I see you, Philovel fans. Uh, <laughs> you know, people who are sad about Talonar, uh I feel bad, but uh, my job is I'm here to torture them. So sorry.
0: Amen. So where are fans going to be able to send you messages of love and hate and pizza?
1: At Jerry Duncan is my Twitter handle. And then jerryduggan.com is a Tumblr that you could. So if you want to yell at me in private, you should probably use the Tumblr. If you want to yell at me and get hearts and farts and faves and retweets and whatever else the kids like, you could go to Twitter and and yell at me there. And maybe I'll, I'll casually yell at you back.
0: Yeah, that seems fair. Jerry, it's always a pleasure, and we're going to probably have you back soon because I really want to dig more into Deadpool stuff, but this was a lot that we want to talk about for Infinity Countdown. First issue, uh, we've got issues coming up um, pretty frequently between Adam Warlock, Alpha, and and more, so uh, for listeners, stay tuned. Lots of Infinity Countdown to come, and again, thank you, Jerry.
1: Thank you so much. It's, it's always a pleasure to chat, buddy, uh, and I'll see you soon.